Look, I get it. Telling you to stop trying to prove yourself right might seem like a really, really weird thing to say. But stick with me on this one, because I know that there are going to be certain conversations going on in your head where your ego wants to prove itself right. Conversations about how you're not able to do certain things, or you don't have the capacity for change in particular areas, or you're not the kind of person who can truly have the things you want. And unfortunately, these conversations and beliefs often run counter to the things that we say we actually want to achieve. So we end up in this battle of wills, a battle where we say we want something, but our ego is frightened to prove itself right, that you are in fact not able to have it for a multitude of reasons. So in today's episode, I'll be sharing with you what is going on, how you can start to dampen down the ego, and how you can use that to get more of the things you want for yourself. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness, a space where we celebrate you exactly as you are right now, while also looking at realistic and achievable ways that you can increase your fitness, improve your nutrition, and bring more wellness into your busy schedule. We tackle a whole range of subjects from diet culture and healthy weight loss, right through to how to stay motivated, reduce stress, balance fitness and life, and ways to get the most out of your fitness routine. This is your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation. Perfect if you're a busy woman who sometimes struggles to find time for yourself and who would love to develop a positive mindset and a consistent fitness and wellness routine. I'm Alex, your host, women's fitness and wellness coach, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, lover of chocolate, wine and exercise and believer that we can all find balance in our busy lives. Well, hello there. Welcome back to the podcast. Really, really lovely to have you here as always. And hopefully you are ready and excited for another brilliant episode. Now, I'm going to be talking about something today which I personally find quite difficult, something that I have to work on a lot and something that I know definitely, definitely holds me back in certain areas of my life. And it's the fact that without even knowing it, some of the time, we are in a bit of an inner battle with ourselves. You know, a battle between the things that we want and the ego, which is trying to prove itself right. A battle between the positive, amazing things we want to achieve and that voice inside our heads, which tells us, mm, maybe this is not truly possible for you. Now, we can try and ignore that voice as much as possible. And the truth is that we're not always even aware that it's there. So we blithely go about our day saying, oh yeah, I definitely want to improve my fitness. Or yeah, I'm totally committed to eating a more nutritious diet. And of course, rationally, we can see all the reasons that we can make this thing happen. All the reasons that this is going to be so good for us and get us feeling better and more energised. We can see intellectually that there's really no good reason not to do these things for ourselves. And yet we all know that as much as we might want something, as much as we might know that there's no good reason not to do the thing and that we're going to feel better when we do it, it can still be incredibly difficult to actually take the right actions. Enter ego. Now, first of all, what do I actually mean by ego, because I know that, um, you know, we often think of it as, you know, having an ego, like, you know, those kind of people who have got big egos who are too big for their boots. But in actual fact, we all have an ego, right? It's essentially the part of us that we use to justify our actions to ourselves and to others as well. It's the part of us that tells us who we are. It's the part of us that is all about the roles that we play in our lives. And it has a lot to do with our identity. In other words, our ego is kind of who we believe we are. 
and how we justify who we are. And quite often it can show up in, in you know, relatively negative ways. So it can show up as complaining about stuff, you know, complaining about not getting the things we want, complaining about not having the things that we want. People pleasing, for sure. Um, I know I am definitely guilty of that one. You know, trying to please all the people all the time. I think I'm beginning to realise, not possible, <laughs> but I keep trying. Being dissatisfied with what we have all the time. Oh, if only I was thinner. If only I had that dress. If only I had that car, right? That constant dissatisfaction with what we have. Low self-esteem. And I know that we see ego as like having too high of self-esteem maybe, but it's connected to low self-esteem as well. You know, telling ourselves bad things about ourselves, defensiveness, needing to be in control. And this is quite big, isn't it? You know, a lot of people say to me, oh, I just want to be more in control of myself. I want to be more in control of my nutrition, in control of my fitness. That's the ego talking. That's that need to be in control. It shows up in this kind of dualistic black and white thinking of things. And again, you know, how often does that show up? Oh, either I need to do all the things or I won't do it at all. Either I need to work out five times a week or what's the point? Either I need to eat an amazing diet every single day or there's no point, I might as well just carry on as normal, right? That dualistic thinking. And then also making excuses and justifying why we have done or not done certain things. So it's, it's kind of like trying to explain ourselves so that we feel better about ourselves. So those are the ways that ego kind of shows up in our lives. And I'm sure that already you can see how this plays into various parts of your life, you know, that need to be in control of your body, the excuses we might make for not working, for not doing the workout, constantly thinking about how much we dislike the way we look, thinking that we either need to do all the things or not bother doing anything at all. All of those things are to do with our ego. All of those things are to do with our identity. And of course, when our ego is in play, what it wants more than anything is to protect the identity we've created for ourselves and to prove itself right. The ego must be right. So let's take a couple of examples of how this might show up. So let's say you are somebody who tells yourself that you hate exercise. So I hate exercise. Oh, I'd love to go to that class, but I'm not fit enough to do it yet. Or, and just generally feeling rubbish about yourself. Like, oh God, I feel really rubbish. Oh God, I looked awful in that photo. Oh, I don't fit that anymore. It looks terrible on me, right? So we're, we're sort of saying all those things to ourselves all the time. But you've decided it's time to sort yourself out. It's like, right, I'm going to get off my backside. I'm going to finally lose this weight. I'm going to get fitter. I'm going to feel more confident. Great. Amazing. You've made that decision to do something about it, except in the battle between your rational self, which is saying, look, it's time. I need to sort this thing out. I need to work on my fitness. I need to work on my food. That's your rational self talking. But in the battle between that and your ego, who do you think is going to win? Now, unfortunately, a lot of the time it's the ego because the ego is holding on to the old identity. And the old identity is, I hate exercise. I'm not fit enough to do that class. I look rubbish and I feel rubbish. So what we do subconsciously, because we want to prove ourselves right, is we end up creating more of the same, you know, more hating ourselves, more not being fit enough, more feeling rubbish, more hating exercise. So even if you make a go of it for a while, it can be really easy to slip back into the old ways, which are what your ego believes to be the real you. Okay, the real you is not somebody who's fit and confident and healthy. The real you, according to your ego, is somebody who can't stand exercise, who isn't fit enough and who feels crap, right? So we keep creating more of what we don't want. And that's where we end up in that place where we're really confused, actually, because we're like, but 
I should be able to do this. I should be able to go and exercise a bit more. I should be able to make a change. And I know that it's going to make me feel better. So why can't I do it for myself? It's because your ego is saying, this isn't for you. This is not who you are. You know that. Let's go back to who you actually are, right? Even if that thing is not serving you anymore, even if that identity is not something that is good for you anymore, your ego is still holding on to it. It's holding on to the past and it wants to prove itself right. So that's why you end up sabotaging yourself. That's why you end up not going to the exercise class. It's why you end up trying something and, oh God, I, I knew it. I knew I didn't like exercise after all. So that's one example. Another example might be you decided you want to improve your fitness, you want to lose some weight, you're ready to make that commitment to yourself. You're like, yes, this is the time. I feel ready for it. I'm motivated. I'm inspired. I'm going to do this thing. However, at the same time, the identity that you've created for yourself over the years is that of the busy woman, right? You are juggling all the balls. You're looking after everyone else all the time. You're putting yourself last on the list telling yourself you hardly have any time. So of course, what's going to happen? Even though you've made that decision rationally, yes, I'm going to do this. It's going to make me feel better. Your ego is going to step in and it's, it's whispering to you. It's like, oh no, but you know, you're too busy. You can't do this. Selfish, you know, selfish for you to take time out for yourself. There's no way that you're going to be able to do enough of this to actually reach your goals. So then out come the excuses, right? You go from, oh, do you know what? I couldn't do that workout today because I was too busy. I'll do it tomorrow. Next up, you know, oh, completely went for it this weekend with the chocolate, but it's okay. I'll start again on Monday. And then before you know it, it's flipped into, well, I won't do anything this week because of work. It's too busy with work. And then, oh, well, do you know what? I think it's best if I take a break for now while things are really busy. I'll start again when everything's calmed down. Is that sounding familiar to anyone? <laughs> so deep down, you're chasing the identity you've created for yourself, which is at odds with the new thing that you want. You know, the identity that you have, the identity your ego is holding on to, the identity your your ego wants to prove itself right about is you're too busy. You're a busy, busy, busy woman. You're too important. Selfish for you to take time out. You've got to look after everybody else. You've got to keep doing all the things. Okay, so your ego is going to step in and say, see, I knew, I knew it. This is the way that it has to be because you are too damn busy. So the ego wins out. The ego keeps you stuck. It keeps you stuck with that old identity and belief. And it creates more and more and more of it. The more your ego fights for and defends the old ways, the more of it you create because it's like, I'm going to prove myself right. And I prove that I don't in fact have time. I'm going to prove it. So I'm going to create more of that and more of that and more of that. And so you end up staying stuck. And in fact, can I tell you something that I've noticed happens a lot, like really, really a lot. So when I get a new client and, you know, they've made a commitment to themselves to get fitter, they've invested in me to make sure it actually happens. We make a start and within the first two to three weeks, they get ill. And I don't believe that this is just bad luck. I believe that often there is something in the subconscious that has recognised, oh, hang on, she's trying to change. She's trying to change her identity and do something new. And when it doesn't like that, it throws a curveball like illness at you. And I know you're like, oh, well, that's just a coincidence. But I promise you, it has happened way, way, way too often for it to be a coincidence. It happens, I would say, with more than half of my clients. Probably about 75% of new clients will start with me, will do two or three sessions, and then I get that, that message, oh, I'm so sorry. 
I'm really ill today. I can't make the session. It happens all the time. And it is not a coincidence. It's your subconscious, which is incredibly, incredibly powerful. And it's going, I'm not comfortable with this. What can I do to stop this from happening? Oh, I know. We'll get ill. <laughs> and then she can't do it. She can't do it. And I promise you it's not a coincidence because it's it, it cannot happen to that many people. It just can't. So like I say, our subconscious is really powerful. Our ego is really, really powerful. And, you know, truthfully, when we do prove ourselves right in these situations, we're like, you see, I knew you were too busy. You see, I knew you hated exercise. There's something about it that actually feels good, even if it's, even if you're saying to yourself, yeah, but I want to change. I wanted to do this thing. I wanted to find the time. There's still actually something deep down that feels good. You know, you can say to yourself, you see, I knew I was right. I knew I wasn't fit enough to do that. I knew I hated exercise. I knew I didn't have the time. But of course, the problem is that the only person that you're affecting with this is yourself. You're the one that ultimately loses out. Every time you try and prove yourself right, you lose out. So what can we do to get past the ego, to stop trying to prove ourselves right, to quiet it all down and to start to create a new, better identity for ourselves? Well, the first step, as always, is awareness, <laughs> right? Slowing down, becoming aware of the conversation that's going on in your head, becoming curious about what the excuse is really about. So when you're saying to yourself, oh, I don't have time today, what's really going on there? Don't just take it at face value. That's what we often do. We we get the excuse or we get the reason or we get the thing and we just take it at face value. You go, well, that must be true. I've thought it, so it must be true. But usually there's more to it. There's more to it. So become aware. We need to like really listen in and recognize what's going on because that's the only way we can change it. That's the only way we can do something about it. The second part is gratitude, finding gratitude for yourself and for your body. So the ego loves to pull us down. The ego loves to say, stay here, stay here, stay here. Don't be different. Don't move away from me. So the ego will pull us down. It will keep us in the same place. But when you can start to find gratitude for yourself and for the things in your life, you start to elevate yourself above that. It can really start to shift the way that you see yourself and the way that you see the world. Gratitude is really, really important because too often we're stuck in, ugh, I hate that by myself. Ugh, that's awful. And our ego is going, yeah, let's keep proving it. Let's keep proving it. Let's keep proving it. But when you are offering up gratitude for those things, instead gratitude for yourself, gratitude for your body, gratitude for the things your body can do, then it starts to weaken that argument, starts to weaken those reasons. So find gratitude. On that note, be kind to yourself and try and find forgiveness for yourself. Forgiveness for the things that you've done or the things that you haven't done. Forgiveness for the way that you've approached things in your past. Because your ego loves to drag out all the proof that it is in fact right. So it's not like we don't just go, oh, I hate exercise. We go, I hate exercise. And then you start to drag out endless examples of why that's actually true. <laughs> so you're like, oh, well, I went to that class and I hated it. And then I tried that thing and I hated it. And I went to that personal trainer and I hated it, right? So you start to like drag out endless examples of like, yeah, you see, this is just another in a long line of examples of why, in fact, I do hate exercise. And we ignore all of the bits that prove it's untrue. So when you can be kind to yourself, when you can find forgiveness, you can start to draw out examples that support your new way and your new identity. So I had a client a little while ago and she kept saying to me, I don't really like exercise. I'm finding it difficult to do workouts by myself because I don't really enjoy exercise. I don't like it. And I said to her, yeah, but that's not true. 
because she had, you know, number one, she'd said to me more than a couple of times, oh, God, I, I really love lifting weights. I'm really enjoying doing that with you. I'm really enjoying our sessions together. She'd said that to me more than a couple of times. And she also really liked swimming. And she'd come and she said, oh, love swimming. Love it when I go. I just feel great when I go swimming. And she said that to me more than a couple of times. And yet the thing she kept coming back to was, oh, well, I didn't do it because I don't really like exercise. I didn't do it because I don't like exercise. And I was like, it's not true. You've told me. Told me you love coming here and lifting weights with me. And you've told me that you love going swimming. So it's absolutely not true. But we do that, don't we? We say, or we'll say, oh, God, I don't have time. I really don't have time today. But when we think back, we're like, oh, hang on a minute. Do you know what? <laughs> Did sit there and spend half an hour scrolling through Instagram. Ooh, whoops. But we'll forget that. Our brain will forget that that is something that we did. And our brain will be like, no, 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 you're too busy. You had to pick up the kids and you had to do that, finish that work project and you had to do the washing and, and the floor needed hoovering and, 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 and. And it'll bring out all of those things. But when you can be kind to yourself, when you can be forgiving with yourself, you can sort of, it's almost like taking a breath and looking at, okay, well, let's start to think about the examples of, of ways in which that's not in fact true. And then finally, becoming more self-aware. More often than not, we will jump to the defence of our ego extremely quickly because being right feels good and being wrong, well, not so much. So if you can develop that awareness that your first reaction isn't necessarily always right and learn to question it, then you can change it in the future. So becoming self-aware. I mean, I talked about awareness at the start, awareness of the conversation, but I think this is more about your self-awareness, more about your your need to jump to defense of your ego, to jump to the defense of the things that you, you know, currently believe to be true about yourself. Now, look, the thing is, we'll never completely get rid of our ego. It's going to keep hanging on to old parts of our identity as we grow and change. And it's going to want to try and drag us back to that. It's going to want to say to us, no, 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 we can't have that because remember, you're too busy. Remember, you don't like exercise. And it's going to keep shouting that at us, it's going to keep saying, no, 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 come back, come back, come back. Because our ego absolutely wants to hang on to our identity as much as it can. So the best thing that we can do is start to question it. The best thing we can do is to become aware of the conversation that's going on and to become aware of ourselves. Becoming aware that our ego isn't always right and that sometimes it actually pays to prove ourselves wrong instead. Because when we can do that, we can start to free ourselves from the excuses and the people-pleasing and the defensiveness and the low self-esteem and the need to be in control of everything. And I would say that that would probably be a pretty good place to be, wouldn't it? What do you think? So as always, do reach out and let me know what you thought via my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. I will be back next week to round off the year with a couple more brilliant episodes for you to help you keep on that journey to better fitness and wellness. And for now, I'm going to love you and leave you and see you next time. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for joining me today, beautiful people. If you have loved listening in and want to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes, then simply subscribe or follow the podcast on your favourite podcast player right now. You can also come and join me on the socials at Alex Chick Fit, and I'll see you again next time.